Hi, everyone. This is Chris Horton, and we're doing a podcast discussion on media literacies. I'm here with Mike. Hi, everybody. This is Michael Califano. And like I said, we're going to be doing that discussion on the media literacies readings uh, for this week. So, Michael, do you want to get started and get us started with the discussion? Yeah, the first one I wanted to talk about first was something that I highlighted in the first um, article, the Digital Media and Learning as an Emerging Field, Part 1. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a question that I lo- really liked in it, and it was, uh, how, can we, how can we, coming from different disciplines and having taken different routes here, collaborate to define and develop this new place, our shared interest in digital media and learning? So this kind of, I felt, connected with the other readings as well, because the other readings bring up how we can all see the same things happening, but we still all come to our different conclusions. And I think that the first article is more technical with the different types of literacies and uh, fields of study in which you can go about it. But the other ones are not really about studies, but rather about the human brain. So I just found that interesting how that question could connect to all of the readings we did for today. Yeah, I think that's a good point, and also kind of similar to that, the idea of cross-discipline collaboration and how um, it's it's difficult, but at the same time it's very important, especially in the modern uh, digitally connected world where everything isn't broken up as easily into history and English and math and science. So mm-hmm. I thought that was Definitely. a good kind of thing. Yeah. And it also points out how we all have different ways in which we come to the same all readings really uh how we all come to the same conclusions but we have different processes of coming to those conclusions so two plus two equals four but you can think of it as a different way where you can add up like i'll just add two plus two but another person will add one plus one plus one like i don't know if that explains it well no exactly right yeah it's yeah there's different, different ways to get to the same answer exactly and i think thing. that that was the kind of thing that the first reading was extensive in the different processes that may come about. And I think that even then they didn't really, I think they could have gone even further if they wanted to. I mean, the reading was pretty lengthy as it was with some of the right. um, studies, but I think if they really, if somebody was really interested in it, they can find more ways in which that another process that they can come to the same conclusion with somebody else. Right. Well, I think that's a, an interesting thing to bring up because the, uh, the Manju articles, I think, almost took the opposite take, where we all might have the same uh, sources or the same information, but we get to different answers based on some of our biases and things like that. And I think that was sort of a, a big point coming out of those the other two readings. Yeah, that's exactly what I wrote down. Actually, I wrote down that um, it was that it's the op- that the those readings were op- opposed to the. Our first reading we did the exact opposite in which we all see right. the same thing, but we're not coming to the same conclusions. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I think the the second chapter of his, or chapter three that we had to read from Manju, was mm-hmm. sort of the big kind of dive into that, where um, he's talking about the same sort of information, which is a video or um, sort of photographic evidence, but some people will see something that pretty much no one else does. And there's this sort of small group that will see kind of almost their own bias reflected in 
a single piece of information that everyone is is interpreting. Yeah. Well, I I even saw like reading these two articles, especially introduction. It made me think of how, um, like, just in today's society, especially with politics today, how some people can look at one person and be like, I don't understand how people can like that person. But it's the same on the other side. And I found it interesting once I really started reading into it, because I'm one of those people where I say, not that I'm judging, but I really like sit down and think, okay, how can that, what's the rationale behind this person liking this candidate? Right. And why yeah. don't they like that candidate? Like, I just found it right, really it's interesting. trying to understand, kind of. Mm-hmm. So I just, um, both articles were, both the Manchu articles were really interesting in the sense that it talks about the more so the 9-11 piece, but how the eyes and ears are seeing one thing, and they're seeing the same thing as the person next to you, but the way you think is like a different kind of literary study in right, which yeah. from somebody else, there's not really... To every few people are going to have a different way in which they um, study like digital media and every every person's going to have a different way in which they the process in which they think about certain things like politics or 9-11 or things like that right I thought that was some of the best parts of the the Manju article is him kind of describing um, some of the more psychological parts of what yeah. that might mean um and I think it's just sort of a consequence of living in the modern world when everybody has a cell phone. So pretty much any incident, there's a, you know at least a couple cameras covering it, probably more yeah. so. So there's so much information that it's it's difficult for people to sort through. Yeah. And our psychology just isn't really built for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Especially with something like 9-11, I think that um, reading it, just like not to be get psych- like a therapist or something, but I think that... Right. It was so traumatic that people are thinking, okay, it can't just be this random act of Right, it can't be that violence. simple kind of it thing. It has to right. be something else. Exactly. And I think that may be some way of people's way to deal with it and grieve. Yet, and at the same time, it's uh, other people's, it's maybe just the same thing that I was saying before in which they truly believe it and they have a different, and they have their reasoning. Right, exactly. And I think it's, again, one of those things of, um, when all the eyes are kind of on something, it's it's easier, I think, or more common, I guess, to sort of question it because everybody is looking at this one piece of information. Like it's kind of similar with the uh, Kennedy assassination that he talks about later on, where yeah. all the eyes are ju- looking at just this one image or just this one video, mm-hmm. and it sort of gets gets the mind going. And again, yeah, it might be sort of a kind of a coping mechanism almost. Yeah. Because, I mean, reading the articles, my own personal view didn't align with them, but it was interesting to see how um, how people thought of it from their, from that perspective. Because, I mean, 9-11, that, I've heard this theory before, and it's one of the theories that kind of, like, not that I get angry, but I get irritated sometimes. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. as somebody who's known people who were killed in 9-11, I just don't see the theory see it from the theory that they're saying i don't see how yeah but i mean after reading it i can understand how they think that way do i agree with them no it didn't really change my perspective but i can see why they would think in a certain way and i think that's the same even today with people with different political views Mm -hmm. i think that i'm one of the people that i'm able to listen to you Mm -hmm. and if you disagree with me i'm like okay that's your opinion but there are some that 
are like, no, you can't, you have to agree. And this is why you have to agree. And right. there's people that you can agree. And if you don't agree with how they got there, they get angry too. So it's not, it's ridiculous to think that everybody comes to the same conclusion the same way. It's right, either exactly. they come to the same conclusion in their own way or a different conclusion, but using the same kind of thought process sees that um, go with getting to the other, the opposing conclusion. Right, exactly. Yeah, well, I think that's kind of a good point, maybe a good segue into the other Manju article, the Why Facts No Longer Matter, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was was really interesting, especially um, as a history person, because one of the big uh, problems in history is that you never have enough information. So you never know a couple thousand years ago, there's a few sources that you might get and you really have to weigh those sources to see what you're actually finding. But I think the problem now is there's too much information. We have too much to sort through, and we don't know the difference between a good source and a bad source, and uh, even a, a good fact and a bad fact. Like, yeah. what, what does that mean? And I think it's an interesting kind of thing to deal with. Yeah, I think that also we, in our day and age, we are used to so much being available so quickly to us mm-hmm. that we don't stop and think of what's good and not good sources. Right. And I think that that's part of the times we live in. You're just a victim to the times you live in. Yeah, and of course. It's, you are used to everything coming up right away. You're never really told to look into it until like college, high school or college. Mm-hmm. But if you see something that's come up and you think it's, and it's on the internet you would think at a certain to a certain age oh this is on the internet so it has to be true and now people right. laugh at it and say because clearly it's not and i think hopefully people are starting to get that idea that you have to look into it and look into different sources and reputable sources not just like wikipedia right yeah one of my favorite jokes is the the picture of Abraham Lincoln where it says, don't believe everything you read on the internet. And it's a quote that apparently that's like attributed to him. Yeah. But it's just kind of one of those things where, yeah, it's that kind of world we live in. And it's that kind of idea of, um, everything is kind of at your fingertips, but it's almost too much and it's kind of overwhelming and it's, it is difficult to, to analyze all of those different sources. Yeah. For the last part of that introduction, actually, um, when we were high, I just highlighted basically the last paragraph mm-hmm. and cause I thought it was going to be more about what people thought and their conclusions. Mm-hmm. So I actually wrote a note. I said, he's not looking at what people believe rather how they come to believe it and how they convince themselves to believe one thing over another, because I think that certain people hear certain things and it just kind of sticks. And even if that, statement is proven to be false they can come up with a way to either rationalize why they thought that way or continue thinking that way right exactly well it's yeah it's the idea of i already went through the effort of having this opinion so now i yeah. have to justify it yeah and there are certain people that are just stubborn and just won't right, admit exactly. they're wrong and think yeah. okay well how am i gonna spin this right so yeah well that the last uh the last sentence of that chapter is how how can so many people who live in the same place see the world so differently? Yeah. And I think that's kind of a really good uh, sort of lead in to the rest of, of his yeah. book, it seems, which he, again, he's not concerned about uh, what you believe necessarily, but kind of how you come to that conclusion. Yeah. Cause I don't think he ever really states where he stands in these um, 
right. arguments, but he's just he's laying out the facts. He's not bringing mm-hmm. himself into it, and it's he's leaving it up to the reader to make their own decisions, and right. also think about how they come to their those decisions, the process in which they do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's more about the the process of of coming to conclusions and kind of gathering that that information. Because again, I think it's one of those things of there is so much information out there that it's it's almost the opposite problem that we've had for for centuries. Yeah. So, but no, I found the readings overall really interesting in that sense. Um, connecting it to the actual like digital literacies at certain times I was kind of lost in how they connected but I think I have an idea of how they're connected now in the sense Mm -hmm. that like I said earlier in the podcast that they each he kind of breaks down each section as a way in which people can study digital literacy so I think that that's kind of like a a guide, I guess you can say, for different ways, just a few examples of how people come to those conclusions. And I think that's what, I think the following, the Manchu articles um, really reinforce that kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think, you know, even just going to the literal definition of literacy, it's being being able to read, mm-hmm. right? And I think that um, in this sort of instance, it goes beyond the literal being able to read the words, but being able to kind of interpret something. Yeah. So what is what is the difference between two sources that say completely different things, but maybe talking about the same event? Yeah. What is the difference between those two? Which one is maybe more valid or less valid or something mm-hmm. like that? So I, I think that's sort of one of the, the main tie-ins to, to digital literacies is how can we be um, able to read this stuff and able to interpret it uh, in yeah. the 21st century? I think that would be a good idea, too, like in the classroom – having mm-hmm. students read different articles and come up with different or different readings and come up with different um what's it called different opinions right and, and results and then telling t- students okay now find what you did with now partner up with another student and find what you did and see what's similar and what's different and if you were able if it was the same process, but just a different outcome or the same outcome, but different process and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Or even something like um, something just as simple as find the same event reported in two different papers or mm-hmm. two different outlets. How is it reported differently? Yeah. You know, even just something that simple, just the first two results you see on Google or something. Yeah. How are those two different? Uh, yeah. I just like, especially with this class, I feel that it's very up to date and after mm-hmm. reading or doing something, I'm I like see it everywhere. Like last week was the Universal S, and like right. for three days after reading that and doing that assignment, I saw that S everywhere. I know. And different and different um, phrases that are used in some of our readings. I see like I, or I hear more recently after. I'm like, is it just because I did the reading and I'm hearing it now, or has right, this always you're... been? Right. Well, that's something I noticed. Is I'm kind of confused about what I read in this class and what I read for other classes, because yeah. it is very similar and it is uh, something that's sort of being pushed is this idea of, you know, how do we train students to, to live in the world that they're going to be living in yeah. in the 21st century in this, this world one, of connected, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But this one I think was very, um, 
very relevant to today because I mean I don't want to make it political, but that's where I got went to only because no, right. I'm into politics and things like that. So I saw right. that in the sense that it was very similar in how I think of certain people or how people think of how I come to my views. No, exactly, like and it's it's a fair kind of point to jump to because that is one of the areas that it's probably the easiest to find no matter what whether you're mainstream or completely out to the fringes you can still find something to justify what you're saying and your beliefs yeah i think that's one of kind of the easiest locations to to draw that idea yeah yeah i agree so yeah I, i thought it was a very good a very good set of readings for this week very very interesting set of readings they definitely kind of kept me engaged yeah um and I think they're very, very important for uh, teaching and just even for living and being a, a citizen of the modern world. Yeah, I think that it was, I like, I, I agree with you. I enjoyed the readings this week. And I think that it was more so because you got one article that was about the logistics and about the class. And then you got another or two articles that were not necessarily about what we're learning in class, but it still reinforced what we were reading. And I think that it was more close to home in right. terms and things and readings that we can understand and we can connect to. And I, I forgot where it was, but that was also something that I think in the first article about the digital literacies had mentioned that mm-hmm. connecting it to studies show how it connect, connecting it to students' real lives make them more active and more understanding and with with the learning and i feel that also that's why we're constantly told as teachers always connect it to a student's life find a way to connect it to a student's personal life right and i think that that's what this these articles did yeah I, i think i agree i think it was a good split of sort of more uh technical stuff and more kind of uh not more casual reading i guess you could say so yeah, I, I thought it was a good kind of split this week and a good um, a good example of uh, why some of these things that we're talking about, um, how they apply to sort of the real world, even, even outside of the classroom, but I think especially in the classroom. Yeah, I agree. All right, so I think that is, uh, I think that's a good place to wrap up for the day. So thank you, Michael, for having this discussion. Thank you, Chris. And thanks to everyone for listening to our discussion this week. 